Hey guys, we're back. Welcome back to the Nurse Bros Podcast. Welcome back. It's it's been a while. It has. It's been a hectic time with holidays and the election and all that uh, nonsense, which we'll we'll get to in a moment. How, how you been? I've been good. You're like a new man. You lost thirty pounds. Lost my hair. Cut your hair. Lost shaved, my beard. Shaved your beard. What happened? Not, well, I'm leaving the inauguration now. Me and me and Bernard were a little chilly, so you know we're 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 coming back to Florida. I liked his mittens. Those were those were quite nice. I know they were. I learned that um, mittens and gloves completely different. The whole goal of the mittens, you can't really use your fingers, but in body heat, so you keep your fingers together. So. <laughs> interesting i don't know gloves you can't do that they don't work as effective i guess that's why mittens are restraints <clears throat> oh true that is true in the hospital <laughs> well we have a lot to, lot to talk about oh yeah it's been a busy time while we've been mia yeah so first uh first we wanted to mention about the georgia senate race that that was very interesting i don't want to say it was unexpected but i guess it kind of was in a sense yeah you know? it was i mean just based off how the election went in november you know it was hard to go in with super high hopes considering how poorly democrats democrats did in november so it, it was it's for me i don't think you could anticipate either way how it was gonna go yeah it was and they actually the two senate candidates expanded their majority past what biden did biden won by 12 12k and uh they i think won one of them won by about thirty five thousand, forty thousand, something like that and the other one was twenty thousand upwards there it was more than biden so they they expanded their lead and in a runoff of a runoff a month after the election or, or two months after the election sorry uh was definitely pretty impressive especially when people are winding down from especially this tumultuous election season. Oh yeah, for sure. It was interesting too. It, it was very similar. <laughs> uh, the both, both senators, democratic senators had like a nice lead initially. Then it dropped as, as like the rural votes were being counted. It was, it was very similar to, to November, a lot of November elections. Um, just on very much on the edge of your seat as it was being counted. So that means Democrats now have a majority because of the Kamala Harris uh, tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can get some things done. It would be nice without any, hopefully any obstruction. I think the Democratic Party has to get stuff done now, or as we were talking like privately, it's just going to be a repeat of 20, what was it 2012? Yeah, 2010. I mean, even back in the 90s, Bill Clinton won in 92. Democrats had everything. They really didn't do much. And then in 1994, they lost everything. So his next six years were just useless, essentially. And then mm-hmm. Obama won in 28. He had all three, you know, all three houses. And then 2010 came, they lost the majority. And then in 2012, they lost even more. And then in 2014, they lost everything. And then it was just the next couple of years were just useless. Right. So. Which we'll get to, but I mean, Biden's kind of hitting the ground running, at least as of uh, this is the day after inauguration that we're recording. So as of yesterday, the day of inaugur- inauguration, he's definitely gotten started. 
but he, he's got a quite a bit to fix just on the executive order and then just disastrous Trump administration policies that he need, he needs to fix those first, get his guys appointed. In the meantime, you know, the Senate really needs to split time, do the appointees, but they really got to get things done. There are things already in the Senate that were not voted on previously that can be voted on from the House that they need to get through and help some people out because they're every day we go by, there's more and more people struggling. We have a vaccine that works, that is amazingly effective, and <laughs> we can't get it to anyone. And this is the problem with conservative logic is, oh, pass it, punt it to the states. Well, and then the states just punt it to local government. You can't expect local governments and county commissioners to bear the burden of, and mayors bear the burden of a mass national vaccination campaign. It has to be done right. with the federal government, which yes. thankfully Joe Biden's already kicking that off. So what's interesting is there was an article this morning touching on how Biden administration is realizing there was no planet. I mean, we, we knew, but now that they're at the reins, <laughs> there was no actual plan from Trump for distribution of this vaccine. I, 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 I'm, I agree with you completely. This is something that needs a federal level rollout if we're going to get this done effectively. I mean, it's nearly the end of January at this point and our rates are still, our vaccination rates are abysmal compared to where they should be. And cases are still going up. It, mm -hmm. You know, I, I just saw this morning, it said uh, in less than a month, another 100,000 people are expected to be dead. And I don't see the need for that. Well, we don't see a need for any useless death, but why when we have a vaccine, <laughs> we just can't get it to anybody and people are still going to die. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we just have the holidays and everything and people are kind of, we've known for months now, people are just over it. Right. But we have this vaccine, the light is at the end of the tunnel. You know, say what you want about people, but this also was handled so poorly. They spent so much time and effort, money to Operation Warp Speed to get this vaccine made, and now they can't even put it into people's arms. So mm -hmm. it's it's going to be, you know, there's the there's two strategies about it now. It seems like and Trope was kind of differing to keep the second dose in reserve and make sure that people who get the first dose can get the second dose, whereas Biden's pushing more towards just get the first dose out to as many people and then worry about the second. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, and I, you can see the values of both sides, but I'm of the mindset right now, think about it, we have zero protection. Mm -hmm. If we can get 100 million people vaccinated with one dose, even if they're 50%, you know, that that is... <laughs> that cuts down on your transmission by that much. And hopefully then we start to get the second doses. And, and again, about the states, um, you know, the states taking the reins on this. Florida is a perfect example. There are already 45,000 people that haven't shown up for their second shot. And you can't tell me in 2021 now that the government can't have a system to keep these people in a database, to come back, to alert these people, to tell them where to go, to have a strategy, to have anything. There's nothing. So it, it's just been a very abysmal rollout, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Coupled also with the just general population, a lot of people don't like this vaccine. Yeah. Rushed. <laughs> 
which we we, <laughs> we we'll we'll talk we should talk about in another episode because you oh, and i have gotten it we're fine we're getting our second one very soon and it, 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 we're still not doing anything different we're it's just another line of protection for us and makes us feel mm -hmm. a lot more comfortable going to work every day and increases safety and increases the odds we just get over this thing right so you know vaccine rolls out trump's still in power and all we hear about for months is the stolen election and your democracy doesn't count your vote didn't count kind of culminates in <laughs> so you can't you have to talk about it the the freaking storming of the capitol that was like surreal I I was home. Mm -hmm. As was I. Uh, I was home. I'm watching CNN because I know he was having his little speech. And I just remember slowly, gradually, people marching closer and closer. And then the next thing you know, there are literally people scaling, <laughs> people scaling the Capitol building walls, hanging disgusting MAGA flags on our Capitol building, vandalizing. Uh, it, it was one of the, it was one of the most disgraceful acts that you think you would ever see in a free democracy in a country like the United States of America. This, as much as they always preach, oh, don't listen to the the liberals, we're going to be a third world country. That was third world country stuff right there. That's what they yeah. do in Venezuela. That, that, yeah. that, that they want to compare Venezuela to socialism. That is what they do. What these people did is what they do in authoritarian dictator countries with no regard for fact, truth, or anything. It was absolutely disgusting. It was an embarrassment. And that day will go down in American history forever. Uh, it, it was absolutely abhorrent. Yeah, a few things on that. I mean, it was without a shadow of a doubt incited by former president trump at this point there's no question about that there is he can't be it's not ambiguous we we know for a fact it was incited this this is not an opinion this is not oh those liberals blaming trump it was incited by i, I mean and not even just him you got giuliani saying oh, trial yes. by combat and these people the the new Cong uh, congressman, I guess he swore in now, the congressman um, who took over Mark Meadows' seat in North Carolina, the young 25-year-old, oh, Yes, he's saying in front of his supporters to call members of Congress and it's okay to threaten them. Mm -hmm. What what country are we living in? I, I mean, Republican or Democrat uh, Congress people or senators, like they should never have their lives threatened. Just because you disagree doesn't mean you threaten someone. Mm-hmm. It's it's the twisting of the news over the past four plus years. Oh, it's not just the past four years. It's been it's been growing since ages ago, since the Tea Party. Even, I mean, you live in that that bubble of news, and that's all you can consume, and that's all you think about. It's it's a matter of time, and, and this is the culmination of that. This <laughs> now we have definitive. You can point to the Capitol building storming is the culmination of years of propaganda. I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. And in, in a sense, I mean, you and I know history and there's always been 
schisms between people. Obviously not on this scale. This is unlike anything we've seen before. And the difference is in early forms of government in 1790 and 1800, everything was by newspaper. So whether there was there were factions, only a small amount of people saw these things. Now with the age of the internet, everything's sent all across the world at the click of a button and you have false information that just gets spread. And unfortunately, big tech doesn't seem to want to do anything about it. Uh, which, which we'll touch on, but yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But one, one thing that irked me is the people who obviously were there, this disgusting act. I mean, now that they're, they're arresting most of these people, which is great, but the sheer fact that even a lot of them were saying, Oh, we were there to kidnap and assassinate Nancy Pelosi. And I, where, where are we living? What is this? And just the fact to see these disgusting people and then you have the people at home who applauded this and said oh they were asking for it this was a long time coming and for what yeah for what for what we had an election trump lost by a lot i mean it it wasn't even close it's over the last number i saw which uh, double check but the last number i saw was about 64 percent of republicans that answered this questionnaire still believed um the election was stolen 64 percent where this was in january that's i mean you have that much disinformation spread throughout a population so it's ridiculous it's this is this is what happens and i mean that's why people say what what you're hearing tyler is because they believe their vote was stolen from them. Yeah. But it, that again, that doesn't, sorry, that doesn't mean you storm the Capitol building and kidnap Nancy Pelosi. That doesn't solve anything. That's, that's just the radicalization of the far right. And, and you have, yeah. And it's becoming more and more normalized and you have senators who incited this as well. And even after this, even, even after all this, when, when the Senate reconvened, you still had Ted Cruz in, of Texas and Josh Hawley of Missouri object to the next state mm-hmm. even after all this mm-hmm. so instead of getting this done they had to go back to chambers debate for two hours to come back they knew it wasn't going to get overturned it's just sheer principle even after all that and there were a few members of the senate and of congress who decided not to object as planned because of what had happened and then <laughs> the Main thing is all we hear these Blue Lives Matter people. Where yes. were they? Were, there was a man beating a cop with a United Correct. States flag and pole. Where are the Blue Lives Matter people? Where are the cop lovers now? You know, the, the thin blue line as you beat a police officer, throw fire hydrants at their heads. People died. I feel like that the Blue Lives Matter thing is just the alternative talking point to black lives matter but is it an actual like to what level do they hold it <laughs> it's is it just oh blue lives matter but that's and they put a bumper sticker and that's their support but when the time actually comes where was the support for the the, the cops here you you hit it right on the head does it really matter to them clearly not I- and this all led to Trump was the first president ever to be impeached 
twice. This time he actually had bipartisan or the, the impeachment had bipartisan support mm-hmm. and Republicans actually voted to impeach him. Moving forward, we'll see what the Senate does. Um, right. it, it's unfortunate the timing because he is gone. So there are positives and negatives to both. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel, I, you know, I, I was watching the Biden press conference last night and there was a few questions about to what level is the Biden administration going to pursue, you know, the Trump investigation and all that. And should they even be doing that if it's divisive? And I feel like that's the wrong, like that que- that line of questioning, is it divisive to do that is wrong? Is what happened, is what Trump did wrong? If yes, then that needs to be pursued. Not, not to just drop it because it's divisive, but it's more, you know, we, there was talk of by Trump of draining the swamp. We knew that was BS. We could have predicted that was BS going into his presidency, and it was. But when you have these politicians and these people in power doing legal actions, if they get away with it, what, where's, what's stopping that from happening in the in the future? And think, just think about this. Just think about how seemingly incompetent Trump was. Whether that's a ruse, you know, if you ask QAnon, Trump's the the most brilliant man ever. Whether that's a ruse that Trump is incompetent or he actually is, he still got away with so much and just did so many things. Now, put someone who is actually competent in that position, who has authoritative or dictatorship like wants. It's, it's going to be disastrous. I mean, it really is. This, this shows how fragile our democracy is as well. Yeah, I, for me, sheer for precedence. I mean, you, you cannot do this. You, you cannot incite violence. And you, you cannot call harm to elected officials, anybody. And free speech doesn't protect that either. So I know that, it, you know, because we'll mention as Trump gets banned off Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and a few of those other platforms. But so the free speech comes out, which I'm all for free speech. I get it. I get it's a dangerous thing to choose what people can and cannot say, but it, this is not, this is like constitutional law stuff. It clearly states if your speech is to incite violence and mob like violence, you, you cannot, that, that is not protected by the first amendment. And all to me, impeachment should be the the bare minimum. A conviction in the Senate should be the bare minimum. These people should be charged, just like the people who are storming the Capitol are being charged. I agree. These people, these Congress people should not be protected. Ted Cruz should not be protected. He knew what he was doing. You know, Josh Hawley knew what he was doing as he threw a fist up to the protesters as he walked by. He knew exactly what he was doing. And mm-hmm. that's the issue. They're going to get off free. And what you said, imagine if Josh Hawley, you know, a law school grad, imagine if he was the president and someone with half a brain wanted, had authoritarian tendencies and mm-hmm. was able to carry this out. Mm-hmm. We'd, be, we'd probably be sitting in a much different spot right now. There, there would be a second inaugural, like... <laughs> 
just just run parallel if trump was of much higher caliber it would be we'd have a tr- second trump presidency without a shadow of doubt like i feel like that's how close of course in the end biden's here biden's president now but it wasn't i feel easy like, <laughs> no it was it was way more threatened than it needed to be just off disinformation just off parroting incorrect facts on trump on twitter like j- <laughs> it was very bare bones what he did but it worked it, it, it nearly worked yeah it's crazy just talking about it because <laughs> you don't think you'd ever see that kind of stuff and we like to sit here and think oh we're a democracy i mean well we use the term democracy but they're you know with the exception of a select few the majority of countries are democracies now we oh we're a free country there are 85 percent of countries especially all the major industrialized ones are free countries with the exception of china and a few of those but cut me this cut me this crap that oh america is a free country you know you, you maybe maybe 100 years ago you could say that but you can't anymore things have evolved times have changed and i mean what's your opinion on the the twitter ban and all that uh that's i, I don't know if that's really a, a black or white answer i think you have to de-platform de- people that are inciting violence at the level that trump was i think that's 100 percent a fair action of what they did um you know at the same time it's it's tricky because you know all these people feel oh my my guy's been prosecuted you know it just it, it it again galvanizes the his supporters his devout supporters who followed him through all this fire now they're only more fired up but i think that's more that's that's going to be a separate issue is dealing with the the deprogramming of the radical far-right trump devout followers that's going to be a much harder task to accomplish In regards to twitter i think it was, i think it was a fair ban i think it was a long time coming you know it's it's interesting that it happened once you know <laughs> not to be conspiratory but it's interesting that it happened once democrats had power in both senate and house and an incoming democratic president because i feel like they could have done this ages ago hmm. and the Three fact they did years ago the, the, the fact they didn't until just recently it says a lot but and, but before we move on to our next topic of the inauguration i want to make note to all these people in the last couple days or last two weeks since this all happened all these people who jump ship and resign from the administration don't get a free pass because Mm -hmm. this is who he was this is who he's always been even before he became a presidential candidate this is always who he's been and they knew that and they didn't care because they got their justices they got richer they got their tax cuts you know they they gutted the government which was their whole plan they they got what they wanted at the at the extent of nothing. What was leaving 12 days before? What, is that going to save your soul or something? You're complicit. All these people who took jobs with him are, com- are equally complicit. They knew exactly what they were getting, and it won't be forgotten. Right. I 100% agree. It's 
It's the attempt to distance themselves from that train wreck. In the 11th hour, it doesn't work. Not at all. Not at all. One, one, one thing I want to touch on before we move on. <laughs> I, what I find interesting as well is these capital insurrectionists that stormed the capital for, for their guy and are now you know, facing charges or in prison. I imagine they were expecting a Trump pardon. And I wonder how much it stings that you know little wayne got got a pardon but mr goat outfit i don't i don't know his name i don't worry bro that that it was antifa bro yeah you know it, <laughs> it wasn't queuing on it was actually just uh paid by george soros antifa super soldiers <laughs> yeah. don't, don't worry that's why he didn't pardon them bro they're better off in prison yeah tr- trump knew the truth he, he yeah. knew that you know he knew who was who as you you literally find these people they're the QAnon shamans that are on the website and on mm-hmm. alt-right white supremacy web pages, and people want to post on Facebook that it was it was Q, yeah. like or or it was Antifa, and and Q sought them out with Trump. And are you, you give me a fucking break? It's absolutely just the world we're living in, and and we're gonna kind of talk about we have to live with these people, so. Right. <laughs> um, Go ahead. About living with these people. I think one hope that maybe we can glean from this administration is media education. I almost feel like that's going to be have to, and I don't see it, but I feel like it has to start coming out of this is teaching our, our, our kids in school and even adults about the media and how to discern <laughs> fake news and it has to become a topic that that comes into play now and i think that's that's only like i don't know if you're going to deprogram a trumpist maybe over time like 20 30 years but i think we have to look forward and, and look at like their kids and our kids and just how can we prevent this from happening because this this truly was just by by the media uh, trump almost <laughs> got what he wanted yeah. I, I feel i feel like it was a lot closer than it seems no uh, i i was saying i didn't think he was gonna leave i was saying it for the past year i didn't think he was gonna leave i'm right. i'm more surprised everything went well yesterday at the inauguration than you know, you know i was expecting something totally different so i'm very happy uh and that brings us now it's january 21st we're recording this joe biden's first full day yeah the ceremony was fine i I never take much weight in that but it went well nothing no one stormed it so he's definitely sticking with this unity message his speech was good it it was it was fine it was great speech but (laughs) also like we've been saying kind of brings us full circle here is can you find unity with 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 insurrectionists and seditionists who think they can just storm the capital and kill government officials and because their leader who they've never met before q tells them to or trump or yeah i don't i don't know how that faction goes away the the speech to me the speech to me was fine it was inoffensive and looking trying to look at it from neutral ground i don't know if you could (laughs) I don't know how you could find fault in it. 
if I say that. It wasn't, he did mention Trump. So I feel like a Trump speech would have been like, those liberals. I don't have to feel like that. I know it would have been. I know he would have been inciting, like saying, we're going to get stuff done, whether the other side cooperates or not. Biden, on the other hand, took a more middle ground approach. And it was great. It was fine. It, I, but again, as, as we've been saying, I don't know if the, that other side is going to want to find that unity. It, we'll see. Well, uh, I, I think you'll have a few on certain issues. There will be compromises on certain big issues, I'm sure. And I'm fine with that. But like we were talking about earlier, they have to understand that in order to not lose everything in 2022, we need big change now. And that only requires 50 plus one votes. You have those votes. There are a few moderate Democrats that you will have to compromise with in the Senate. It's fine. Compromise with them. I'd rather compromise with a conservative Democrat than an alt-right conservative Republican in Ted Cruz. You have the votes. And I heard something interesting. If you have the support of your party, good. If you pass things, you'll get the support of the people. When the support of the people is behind the president and say they're favoring things 60 plus percent, the Republicans will follow, at least those who actually care about the government and the world and care about other human beings. Right. So just get stuff done because as a Democrat, we've lived through this too many times. (laughs) We get everything and we never get everything. It's very far and few in between and in the times we do we're too busy all right let's let's compromise with mitch mcconnell and compromise with the republicans and like you said they've never said that they're when they take office they never said oh yeah we're trying to work with the other side to get things done and they don't they just jam whatever they want through right so sorry they've set the precedent democrats need to do the same thing and you can start off you have a perfect opportunity vaccinate people, put money in people's pockets, and let these forgotten Trump people who did vote for Obama twice and then voted for Trump twice, I think they're just really hurting and they're desperate, you know, and they're looking for any change. People aren't as optimistic as me. I try to find faith in humanity. I understand that we all have issues. So I'm going to try to be an optimist here. I think they're just hurting. They're misguided. You don't go from voting for Barack Obama twice to then supporting Donald Trump twice without something really bad in your life happening right. or, or, or being in a real desperate place. So help these people put money in their pockets, give them health care. I feel like help that kids go to school. I feel like that alone, just putting pe- pe- money in people's pockets is going to win a lot of points, especially for those who aren't politically inclined and don't really follow what's going on when they start getting money. I, <laughs> As, to me, I'm not as uh, optimistic as you. I think people are a lot more driven by other motives, but money in pockets definitely helps. And, 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 and I know just off of the new the student loan thing, um, waiving the student, like, you know, canceling student loan debt has become a major push by Democrats. And I can guarantee you, of all the people that have student loans, if you take care of that, or at least take care of a portion of that for people you will guarantee probably 70% of those people will vote for you in four years. Like they'll say, wow, this party understood that I'm drowning in debt. 
I can't contribute to the economy. I can't buy a house. I can't buy a car. I, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm paying $500 a month in student loans and my salary doesn't even make that, but they help me. And in two years, you can expand your majorities. And then in four years, keep the presidency. It's not that hard. And they have so many issues that are so popular among American people. Like Medicare for all, 65% popularity. And it's growing among Republicans as well. People are tired with this bureaucratic healthcare system that costs more. And it, it sucks. Frankly, right. <laughs> everything sucks. And it's like, we have this option. And maybe as America, we can make it better. Who knows? We'll put our American twist on it. We'll see. But let's work on that and help people. That, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. And, 100%. Without that, it's just going to be, like you said, we're going to just pave the way for a smarter, authoritarian Trump to come in there, and then we're really <laughs> going to be screwed. I feel like if if what you're saying doesn't get done for whatever reason, again, the sleepy Democrats, <laughs> sleepy Joe, if they don't if they don't hit the ground running, Trump has paved the way for a more authoritarian republican or whoever i say that it really doesn't yeah. whoever to to just come in and kind of clean up after the fact so yeah and i think i think democrat I, so far like staying on the positive message I, I think joe biden has done a great i mean he had his little ceremony yesterday but he already got to work that's right. that's major um i think democrats will be wise to listen to a bernie sanders considering he's saying you know i'm we're both saying the same thing. Like we need bold change. Like we have to, <laughs> we have to get things done ASAP. We, until the next election cycle, we basically have a year and a half. So got a year and a half to get rid of the pandemic and help people not be on the street and get their jobs back. So that, that that's, it's It's a tall order, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we can do it. We'll see. <laughs> it's, I don't have much more to, it's too early to say how how it's looking, but I'm playing the optimist here. Yeah, it's fair. It's <laughs> I I am cautiously optimistic. As I don't I I feel like I've been cautiously optimistic the past few months since the election to the Georgia election. To... True. Which which before we talk about our last topic, um, our last little thing, I just want to mention the historics of yesterday. John Ossoff is the youngest guy in the Senate since Joe Biden at 33 years old. He's the first Jewish senator from Georgia. Uh, Reverend Warnock is the first black senator from Georgia. And he's one of only, I think, he's the second uh, black senator from the South, uh, which is amazing. Um, Kamala Harris is, yeah. is the first woman of woman and woman of color to be vice president. Uh, Chuck Schumer even is the first Jewish majority or uh, Senate majority leader. I, I mean, a lot of historic things happen. So hopefully Old, we can this president. <laughs> yeah. And, and hopefully we can, you know, put things, put this behind us and move forward. I say that lightly because I know there's a lot of damage control to be done and obviously Trump's not going anywhere and lucky yeah. us with our luck, he'll run for governor of Florida in two years and then we'll be stuck with him and, live in a secession state and we'll just be on an island of our own so we'll... did, did you see his farewell speech before he uh came came down to I, I listened to it 
on and off. I know he said like, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Or something and have a good life. We'll be back soon. It's, have a good life. It'll be interesting. Yeah. And, and the last thing we're going to talk about is he left. I want to know what's in, in the it's letter. Been, yeah. It's been pretty standard for, you know, the previous president to leave a letter for the on incoming one. Written Obama in Sharpie. Left, yeah. <laughs> Obama left one for Trump and shockingly Trump left one for Biden. And, you know, we, we were both thinking it was going to be just horrible. Biden yeah. said, Biden said it was a very generous letter. I really want to know if it's very generous. Odds are Trump probably didn't write it. Cause I don't think he can write that many words, but it's going to be tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really just want to know what was in it and hopefully in time we will find out. I'm sure we will. Nothing seems to stay quiet in Washington for very long. So for whatever, it, for whatever it's worth, Trump can't show the image of of being welcoming. So if, if he's gonna have any welcoming words, he'll put it in the letter. He yeah, can't have his devout letter. Yeah, he can't have his his supporters seeing him be weak. So yeah, so well, well, we're we're back and ready to go in the new year. We hope everybody's staying safe and uh, everyone just calm down. Whether we agree or disagree, just let's let's settle settle down here. Let's move on. Give the president a chance. Spoken let's, like a true politician. Let let's see what we can do and go from there. I I promise you, things I still believe in. I I'm very progressive. I already disagree with some of the things the Biden administration is going to do. We're not going to do, but I understand in order to get things done, sometimes you have to compromise and anything we can get done is better than what we've had or lack thereof. So mm-hmm. let's just use this as an opportunity to move forward and go from there. 100%. So th- thank you guys again for all the support. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search the Nurse Bros and be sure to check out our Facebook page for updates moving forward at facebook.com forward slash the Nurse Bros. And we're also on Spotify, Apple, and pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Just search the Nurse Bros and you should see us there. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you again. Bye.